Welcome back to the Gentle Counselor podcast. My name is Crystal and I support mums through their inner healing and parenting journeys. For those of you listening right now, this episode is a little bit different because back in October of 2021, it was World Mental Health Day and I had some wonderful friends join me over three days to talk all about mental health and motherhood at the Aussie Moms Mental Health Virtual Event. I hope you enjoyed these conversations, which were recorded live at the summit. I'm also thrilled to let you know that we will be returning in 2022 and plan on making it even bigger and better. It may or may not involve a retreat. (laughs) Wherever you are right now, I hope these episodes find you when you truly need it. I would love to hear your feedback on these chats, so make sure you're connected with me on social media at The Gentle Counselor. If you'd like to receive an email once a month that is full of freebies, parenting tips, links to podcast episodes, beautiful affirmation screensavers, and other goodies, make sure you are signed up to my email list. I hope you enjoy this chat. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Aussie Moms Mental Health Virtual Event. Today, I am joined with Tash, and we're going to be talking all about changing your to-do and beating overwhelm. And I would be surprised if there was someone out there watching this who can't relate, because I'm sure that we all experience this. So if you are joining us live, say hello in the comments, because it will pop up and we can see who's here. If you have any questions along the way, we'll be able to answer them as well. Or if you just want to have a chat, we love that too. And if you are watching this as a replay, still comment along, still say hi. We're going to pretend like we're all here together anyway. (laughs) And Tash and I will make sure to come back to this post as well to make sure we haven't missed anyone's questions. So do use the comments. It's there for you. And Without further ado, welcome, Tash. I'm so excited to have you here again. Tash was with us last year. So welcome back. Thank you so much. It's so lovely to come on and connect with the mums and really contribute to this conversation. Uh, And I I always say I'm a contributor to the conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, not the high level expert that do <laughs> university degrees and like, I mean, not in this, um, you know, but I'm a contributor to the conversation. These conversations are really important. Yeah. To all women. Yeah. yeah, they are. So can you start by telling us a bit about what you do and why you do it? Yeah, I'd love to. So I'm Tash Guthrie and I am the creative mind behind the Time Creator suite of products. So I have the physical planner, the podcast, the community, and also the online membership, which we have 75 beautiful people in, all in there helping to uh, help each other create more time for the things that they love through productivity strategies and time management techniques. And it's just such a beautiful space. Uh, And it's lovely to be able to extend uh, what we do there here today with you crystal and the community as well Mm. so um, it's exciting Um, a little bit more about me is I'm a a primary school teacher full-time and we are currently 10 weeks away from hitching up our caravan and heading on the road for 10 months so talking about overwhelm is really uh, (laughs) quite the topic at the moment like 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 this (laughs) having to implement my own strategies Um, but yeah lots lots going on and uh, but it is doable and you know get to the end and you'll go, you know, I did it. Um, mm, and mm. I like to visualize that moment. So <laughs> yeah, that's what keeps yeah. you going is that light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, I know I'm going to feel great once it's all done with, but it Absolutely. feels so full on during it. Yes. You know? yeah. And oh, it's suffocating. It's in a get, way. Yeah. It's too easy to get bogged down in that. Um, but I like how you try to take the approach. You're like, okay, 
like this is happening anyway now how can I support myself through this yeah I think that's really like the beauty of what you talk about is okay it's not we're we're not ignoring things we're not pretending like everything's okay we know things are hard but it's happening (laughs) and you've got to go with it or it'll go without you and that's the thing Mm. like I think um, even when you feel like things are really out of control, there there are some aspects that you, if you can get a grasp on to have a little bit of a plan around or a little bit of control around, even if it's not everything, just one little thing at a time, yeah. you move with it rather than it dragging you. And that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Yeah, I love that. Move with it rather than it dragging you. That's great. Yeah. So in the work that you do and in your communities, what do you find are like the most common like themes or specific issues that mums seem to get really overwhelmed with and really struggle with? Generally, it is just the the load, the mental load and the the, the load of responsibilities that are upon mums. Yeah. That yeah. is the overwhelming and the overarching overwhelming thing that I am hearing mm. from women. It is, you know, we are thinking about everything all the time. We yes. have to worry about um, everything for our kids and, you know, even partners and the household and you might work and, uh, you know, there are so many things to just have on the top of your mind all the time and that is heavy. Like that can be really quite a burden. Uh, it can be really stressful and it takes joy out of mm. your day when you're having to constantly keep the mental load there. Um, you know, even just down to waking up in the morning and thinking about where the children's shoes were from yesterday yeah. afternoon when they came in the door at five o'clock and kicked them off and you know that you've got to be out of the house in an hour and they need those shoes on and you've got no idea where they are and just something as small as that mm. can be really triggering for a lot of people mm. um, trying to organize their their mind and get a sequence of things in their mind that they need to do and execute them well it's quite overwhelming yeah and I like how you talk about even though there's small things it's either a case of where you've got like a lot of small things that are actually Mm -hmm. now making a big pile and then that's where you get like that extra one thing like as simple as the shoes being missing that kind of is like sets you off and you're like that's that's it I'm done like everything is too much and then that makes it really um hard for women to explain why they're feeling the way they're feeling because we can also be labeled as like being dramatic or something for that right but it's like no do you actually understand that I'm holding all of these things yes all of these things at the same time and then you go okay that makes it more understandable why this extra thing just felt like it was then too much yes and that can spill over into other aspects of our life like especially parenting for example yes and like in that case with the shoes, our relationships yeah, yeah you can then turn that around into like yelling getting really angry at your kids yes. for not having their shoes organized which yeah sure it'd be nice if they could you know put their shoes where they're supposed to go or whatever yeah. but they're also at different times where if you're feeling okay you respond differently and then when you're not feeling okay you respond in a way where you probably don't want to respond like that to That's your right. child or your partner or whoever yeah, my husband has actually said to me before, why are you just such an angry person? And yeah. I'm like, I'm not an angry person. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, the way I'm behaving and the way that I'm responding is angry and it's frustrating and it's, you know, that's, and I get frustrated at other people because having to do all the things mm-hmm. uh, and remember all the things and do all the things. And, you know, yeah, so I think it puts us, when we're in a state of overwhelm and there's a lot on our plates, I think it does put, it makes us a version of ourselves that is not the best. Yes. And, 
then that affects, it's a ripple effect, that affects then how we react and respond and um, communicate with our children and our partners and our friends and the workplace. And, you know, like when you just can't let it go and you go into work and you're still frustrated and mm. you sort of can't get on with your job and your coworkers are like, oh, she's like, oh, what's going on there? And then you come home and you bring all that home and you just mm. do the... It all continues. Yeah, it all keeps yeah, building up. Yeah. yeah, and, I mean, I, I, I really do think, Crystal, that... Like it's never going to stop. It's never going to go away. And I think, you know, we, we talk about this and we think, well, if I can just nail it, it's like we're never going to nail it. So we just need really good strategies, to, you know, behind us to support us because this rolling effect of overwhelm and all the things we have to do and all the responsibilities, like the reality sadly is that that's never going to stop. Yeah, yeah. And I had such a good chat yesterday with Rochelle and we talked about slow living. Yes. and. That ties into this as well, because it's like if you're getting to the point where, yes, you're doing all the things and feeling overwhelmed, but you're having moments of like, why am I even doing this? Mm. Like, like, I don't even want this to be happening in my life. Mm. Those are the things that, yes, you can look into a bit more and think, okay, why am I doing this? Does this Mm. actually matter? Do I actually want this to be here? And if not, then you can like be like, chuck it. And get rid of it and then focus on the things you actually want to do. But uh, like you said, at the end of the day, the society that we're living in, all the adulting that we have to do, there Correct. are things that need to get done. And yep. so it's about supporting yourself through it. Because then I think uh, for me personally, what I came to realize was that harsh reality of, oh, no one's doing this for me. Like mm-hmm. as nice as it would be to have support or community, and it depends on everyone has different circumstances, right? Like yes. whether you're a single parent um, or if you have a partner or if you're having relationship issues or um, if it's like a fly in, fly out work situation, like there's so many things like, you know, you're isolated with the pandemic, your family mm-hmm. doesn't live nearby, whatever it might be. Sometimes you get to that point where you realize like, oh, okay, I have to actually be the one to take care of myself. Absolutely. Like here I am giving and giving and giving. And doing all the things for everyone. And then you kind of go, oh, like no one's able to reciprocate that. It's either because you have children and they can't, right? Um, Or you actually don't have someone that's able to do that or is not willing to do that for you. Mm. So I like to talk a lot about it, like being your future best friend. Yes. I found was a really helpful reframe for me. And so then I take those moments to be like, I'm so glad, like, you did that for me (laughs) or whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah, and one of the things we talk so much about is creating time for the people and things that matter to you the most. Yeah. And I think it is a really purposeful thing that we have to do that sits, um, it's, a, it's a really big choice to step into that rather than get bogged down in all the responsibilities constantly. Um, you have a think about maybe a friend you, you really loved, dear friend, but you haven't connected with them maybe in a couple of months and it's not because you're a bad friend and it's not because of, you know, anything like that. It's just that life takes over and, again, it drags you along with or without you and so you have to be really conscious about, you know, recognising what's important and making time for those things. It's really, really important. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a bit more about how you can reduce overwhelm. So do you have any tips to share around that? I do. I've got a really great process that I can take you through. But first, I thought I'd just share the five things you really need to nail in order to uh, reduce the overwhelm. Well, that's the outcome. But really to manage your time well and to be productive, I think there are five things we really have to nail. So I thought I would just go through those first, if that's okay. And then I'll walk you through an actual process that 
uh, when if you're watching the recording or you're doing this live, you can just go back later and you can go through it at your own pace. And I, I guarantee it will just alleviate 90% of the heaviness that's on you at the moment. So <laughs> I'll backtrack. Um, the five things that you really have to nail, and this is not something you can just wake up and suddenly do. It's, I think um, it's habitual. It's, you know, you've got to build the habit of this. The first one is just getting super clear on what's really important to you. And not just today, I mean the big picture stuff. What are your values for your life? Um, you know, what kind of vision do you have for the future, whether that's the future week, the future month or the future five years? Have a think about, you know, if you were your best self, what would you be, do and have? That's, I think, the first thing because we can start moving towards something if we're clear on what it is. Otherwise, we sort of just faff about a little bit and, um, you know, get, get caught in the spiral of overwhelm really easily. Um, the second thing is understanding how you're actually using your time. So actually looking at it quite critically and uh, assessing, doing a bit of a self-audit on, okay, well, how am I using my time throughout my day or my week? You know, where am I wasting time? Where am I being really productive? Where am I on top of my game? Where am I not? And really critically analysing that is really, really important. Um, then, of course, reducing overwhelm, which is one of the outcomes of the whole process. Uh, setting clear boundaries around your time is the fourth thing. So making sure you understand what you're willing to do in terms of the time you have and communicating that to other people in your life that are really important because, you know, like if you're a yes person, like I'm, I'm a recovering yes person. Mm. <laughs> uh, when someone says, hey, can you do this? And it has no, no benefit to you personally other than you're helping someone, you are automatically... Uh, basically taking that chunk of time and giving it to someone else. So you want to make sure really clearly that that aligns with the boundaries that you have for your time. And if you're going to say yes to someone, even if it doesn't benefit you personally, that you're okay with uh, exchanging that time for that task. And, you know, women are, are givers. So we're always like, yes, yes, I can help. Yes, I can do that, which is great. Mm. Um, but we also have to be really um, mindful of um how we say when we say yes and why we say yes and yeah. having really clear boundaries. So boundaries yeah. is number That's four. such a great tip. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I think maybe you've got to do bigger picture stuff to understand what your boundaries really are. And a boundary, if I can just give an example, it might be that um, uh, say your kids go to bed at 8 o'clock, one of your boundaries is that you do something for yourself for half an hour mm. after your kids go to bed, whatever it is, it's a boundary around your time yeah. that you're designated for designating for a particular task. Yeah. Um, and also noticing yeah. if there's like a pattern in who is maybe yeah. always demanding your time outside of your children. Cause yeah, you gotta yeah. be a parent. I mean like other relationships, like kind of thinking about like, Oh, is this kind of taking advantage of me? It could be work even, you know, oh, being too demanding of your time yeah. and expecting you to work outside of your capacity yeah. like really looking at those things as a teacher I'm very conscious about that because the workload is so enormous I won't go into it because I probably won't stop talking about it but I've made a conscious decision that I will not bring work home in the afternoons anymore because yep I, I learned that very early on and quickly I was like why am I doing this correct yeah. um so yeah having those clear boundaries is super important and the fifth thing is scheduling your time mm. and that is a whole art within itself about how, learning how to schedule. But I will say this, that the things that you choose to schedule in your planner or whatever system you're using, whether it's, you know, Google Calendar or whatever it is, 
whatever you choose to do and schedule for in your day is purposeless unless it's connected to that bigger vision. So if one of your core values is that you are wanting to be present with your children and have meaningful play and meaningful conversation, but you choose to sit on your phone in front of them or watch Netflix or talk on the phone for long periods of time, I don't mean like making a call or whatever, but for long periods of time, as opposed to doing what you believe your value is, mm. everything's unaligned. So I think what we choose to do in our day, the appointments we make, the people we see really need to be aligned to the bigger purpose. Mm. And in itself, doing those, nailing those five things will really help with your overwhelm because it will get you really clear on what's important to yeah. you and keep you focused on what's important. So, yeah, I will send through those five things for you too, Crystal, just so you've got them if you wanted to make a note somewhere. Yeah, um, perfect. I'll tag you in the comments of this chat so that you can yeah. check in any extra things there. Perfect. It's actually the analogy is curbs, C-U-R-B-S. So okay, clarity, cool. understanding, reducing overwhelm, setting boundaries and scheduling like a pro. So <laughs> they are the five things. Um, but spinning on from that and taking the thread of um, working out what's important to you, that's the key to reducing the overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would just maybe go through a few little things that we could do when you get to this point, <laughs> you know, that point where you go, I can't do this anymore and you're about to melt down. Yeah. You want to try and not do that. You want to try and get this before that. But um, it's very simple. It is getting a piece of paper and getting everything out of your brain that you can mm. possibly think of that is bothering you. And by bothering you, I mean everything you're trying to remember to do, people that you are trying to remember to phone or email or contact about something, um, you know, appointments that you need to make that you haven't rung to make yet, uh, anything that's in your brain, like someone says birthday's next month and I have to organise a gift and the shops are shut because we're in lockdown, so I've got to order that online. So all of those things that are sitting there in your mental space and cluttering it, we need to get it all out on paper because it frees the, the mind instantly. You will just go, wow, yes, that's no longer in me anymore. Yes. And I've written it down so I don't have to hold it here anymore. I love a good old brain dump. It's amazing. I find it really helpful, like at night, especially if I'm having trouble going to sleep and then I realize it's because I'm holding all that stuff in my head still. Yes. Even if I can just quickly grab my phone and like I'll send myself an email because in that yes. way I know it's also like saved, but then it's yep. out. You're like, okay, mm. it's safe. It's somewhere. I don't need to hold on to it anymore. And then you can go to sleep. Yeah. And mm. have feel light and feel in yes. control again. Um, And that's just the first part of the process. It's a really great thing to do, even if you don't do the next steps. Doing that at least gives you some relief and it makes you feel like you've got this. Okay, I now know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm facing. I know, you know, what I need to deal with. So in a way that kind of, I reckon it's 60% of the ways is already alleviated. Yeah, yeah, Um, I'd agree with that. It makes a big difference. Yeah, but to take it further and to really be clear on how you're going to then manage this is by chunking things down into four groups. Um, Firstly, I kind of like to look at the list and go, is there anything that I can do? How many of these things could I get done in the next five minutes? That I've been procrastinating on, and I set a timer for five minutes. And it I is just push it out. <laughs> it baffles me every time when I realize something I've been putting off for months, yes. and then that's I finally do. I'm like, that took me like two minutes. I know why. Why did I torture myself for so long when it only yeah. took a couple of minutes? 
Correct. So sometimes I go, okay, if I have five minutes on my timer, how many of these things could I actually smash out? And it might be that there have been two boxes sitting at the door empty needing to go to the recycling and that's been bugging you, but you haven't bothered to pick it up and do anything with it yet. That could be something you could do in that five minutes. So you can easily tick off maybe two to three things, maybe more in that five minutes. Uh, And how good does that feel? to tick something off straight away. Yeah, I don't think we realise as well, like little things like that, that actually irk you a lot. And then you're repeatedly seeing that every day or every time you walk past it, like things like the box example you gave. And you can just completely, you know, solve that or let go of that annoyance that you've actually had in that like two to five minutes time. It makes you feel great. It makes you feel so in control and productive and you know, it's made a difference physically in your home or, you know, and then mentally that has the the knock-on effect. So, yeah, definitely. What can you smash out in five minutes and just do those things and then leave it? But then you want to maybe take, um, if you're a colour person, you might want some highlighters or, you know, something like that. But I like to then categorise things into four different compartments. The first thing being um, what is the, what is anything on here that I really don't need to be worrying about at all? Like they're just taking up space rent-free in my brain. I'm worrying about them. Uh, they're here on my list, but I really, they're not that important. They don't really need to be done. Maybe I could get rid of that. So I like to cross things off that are just silly things, you know, in my brain, like, um, you know, connecting with a friend who you think might be mad at you because you didn't remember to text them on their birthday or something. I don't know, like just something that's like, that's bothering me, but it's not something I really need to go on action or just bothering me. Yeah, so like get- is this true or is this helpful yeah. or unhelpful? Or is it your brain just mm. going, woohoo, hello, mm. I'm going to make you feel bad about this. So <laughs> you can get rid of those sorts of things that are just not even important. Um, but then you want to have a look at things that you know you really have to do, but you know you can't do them yet. So they're really um, important, but they're not urgent, like you don't have to do them in the next two days. So it might be, okay, my friend's birthday is next month, that example that I gave before, and I need to get online and I know I want to look at this particular store, but, you know, it's not urgent that you have to drop everything and do it right now. So you can then schedule that into a particular day or time in your planner or on your planning system and go, do you know what, I know I'm going to have some free time without the kids on Thursday afternoon. I'll just pop a little note to, to remember to do that then. That way you've scheduled it into the future. You've got a day and time that you're going to do it and it'll sit there until that day and then you can action that item. Um, and you can do that with a lot of things. There might be things like, oh, I've got to make that doctor's appointment, but it's Saturday morning and you know they're not open. So you put a note in your planner for Monday morning to ring the doctor you know, first thing, nine o'clock. That's such a good point because it's so easy to remember but then forget almost as quickly those things that need to get done. Yeah, Yeah. so we call that um, the D, everything's got a D, delete. We did delete diary, put it in your diary. So anything that you can action in the future that's not urgent and really has to be done now, you can put in your planner for a different. Yeah, I do that with cancelling subscriptions that I need to remember yes. to do. And because I, I use my phone calendar and I will actually put in there like cancel blah, blah. Yes. And I find it's yes. so helpful because then you get to that point or it's like pay the bill or whatever it might be. Like that things that the- are in the future and that need to get done. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely schedule. I always say what gets scheduled gets done. And if you have those prompts in your planner or on your Google calendar or whatever you're using, you can very, very simply 
uh, open it up on that day and go, oh, that's right, I've got to make that phone call today or send that email today or whatever it is. Uh, so definitely think about your future self in that way that you can take tasks that are bothering you and delegate them to, to the future. Then you're going to have some things on your list that are not really important to you to do, but they're urgent. So maybe there's a package you've got to pick up from the post office today, but you, you can't get there, but it's got to be picked up today. Um, anything like that that you can delegate to someone else is really, um, and oh, yeah. this, is a real, this is a real art, I have to say, because asking for help is, um, offering help is something women are really good at, but asking for help is something that we're really, really poor at um, and you have to practice it. But it might mean that you could, um, I don't know, ring your neighbour, ring your husband, ring your whoever it is and say, hey, on your way home, would you mind collecting blah, blah for me or could you post this for me on your way to town today because I'm actually not going there, mm. uh, but it has to go in the mail today. So anything that is um, quite, you know, important um, but it doesn't have to be done by you uh, is something that you can delegate to someone else as yeah. well. Um, a lot of the things that sit in that quadrant for me are things like grocery shopping. I um, do my des have my designated time every week in my planner to do the Coles online order and I delegate my husband to pick up the click and collect. Yeah. So, because he does that, I do the order on a Monday night, he picks it up on a Tuesday afternoon. And that's how I can leverage some of my time as well, because otherwise I would have felt like that was another responsibility of mine each mm. week to do that. So, yeah, sometimes you can delegate some of the tasks. And the things we really want to focus on are the important and urgent things that can only be done by you and have to be done in the next 48 hours. They're the things we really should be really focusing on um, and not all that other stuff. So if you know that there are only certain things that only you can do and they are really urgent, they're the things that we need to focus on as the priority and just try and do those things really well yeah. and get those things ticked off. And how many times do you know you've got something really important at the top of your to-do list for the day and you procrastinate, you do all this other rubbish, you know, all this other rubbish and you go, oh, but I've got so much done, so much done, you feel really good. And then you go to the end of the day, oh, I didn't get anything done because that one big thing that's really important is still sitting there looking mm -hmm. at you going, you didn't do it. Um, so working out what's important and doing that thing first is the key to keeping everything under control. Yeah, I really like how you talk about separating it. So we talked about like doing that brain dump, getting everything out. And then it's like, okay, look at that list and now Let's put it into it. those uh, four quadrants, I think that you said. Yeah. Because what can happen, and if anyone's watching this, that's neurodiverse as well. It's already a struggle um, to, you know, do things. <laughs> because especially when you think or look at everything, you get so overwhelmed, but then you don't want to do any of it because it's so exhausting to be worried about that, right? Correct. So it is about and working out exactly what is the most important, urgent thing for you and and prioritizing that on, on particular days. So you might need to make, um, I'm just trying to think of an example. You, you might have someone waiting for a package from you for something, or you needed to bundle something up for someone, or you had to do something for someone else that impacts a bigger picture thing. Or maybe you're working on a goal and you know that this is a really big milestone and an action that you need to do mm. and you need to have it at the top of your list and you have to do that thing first. Yeah. And because the, I would say the, the feeling of accomplishment of 
achieving one very big, important, urgent task outweighs the satisfaction you get from doing 20 rubbish tasks. Yeah, yeah. It, it is such um, a bigger accomplishment and a bigger feeling mm. and a positive feeling. And positive feelings give us a more positive mindset to be able to go on and do the other things. But faffing about and doing all the little things that are not urgent and not important and going, going, going on a hamster wheel Mm. will not give us that great level of satisfaction at the end of the day yeah and it's like you said at the very beginning that that first step you do is you get clear on what Mm -hmm. matters to you get clear on the intention that you want in every day and I think that's a big step that we miss we kind of think of it as separate but you got to think of those things think of all the things that are in your mind and then bring it together yeah really reflect and make observations on the patterns that you're noticing yes yeah. yeah yeah I think the one thing that stops us from doing the big important tasks is the fear of not doing it right mm. not doing it justice not um being thorough enough mm. um the fear of running out of time if you start it um the size of it looking at it and often once you make a start it's not so bad yeah yeah, one of my favorite mantras that I use is done, not perfect. Yeah. And absolutely. I think especially for anyone else who's like a mom in business, like we can do that to ourselves a lot, especially with what we do in our work. So yeah. Yeah. Just getting it done. It's it's completed. I remember at uni, I would have just such big anxiety around starting my assignment, like the deadline was there. And this is back before computers. Like I'm <laughs> this was a long time ago. And you would handwrite and you would hand deliver your um assignment. So that's that's showing my age. But you know, I remember just having so much overwhelm around starting essays or projects or whatever I had to do. But once I started and got a plan, I felt like I could take it on and just smash it. Yeah. And I think it's just the the fear of starting stops the starting yes. <laughs> sometimes. And then we yeah. just put it off, put it off, put it off. And then next thing, the deadline's there and you just, you poop yourself because you think, oh, my God, how am I ever going to get this done now? So you just got to get started. Got to yeah. get out of your own way and get started on these things. Yeah, yeah. It's been so great talking to you about this, Tash. I hope that everyone has taken away a lot of golden nuggets that we've kind of shared throughout. And, again, this is going to be saved as a replay, so you can always come back yeah. to this. Um, can you tell everyone where to find you? Yeah, absolutely. I love hanging out on Instagram. It's one of my favourite places. I um, If I'm going to waste some time, it'll probably be on that. So you can find me there at Tash underscore Guthrie. I've also got my free community on Facebook, which is the Time Creator Community, and you can come on in and join the conversation there. Perfect. Thank you so much again for taking the time to talk with us today, Tash. I really Thank appreciate you. it. No worries.